Howdy, y'all. Old Beatrice told me to come keep an eye on y'all until she got she got the bottom of that, that curling iron incident. <laughs> Beats me. You know, I've spent many nights in these here woods. And you can't trust what you hear or see, let me tell you. Hey! Where do you think you're going? Oh, to use the bathroom? You're gonna walk in these woods alone? Boy, do you have any idea what lurks beyond the light of this fire watching us from the shadows right now waiting for one of us to wander in these woods alone of course you don't you're just a boy now take a seat i've spent many nights in these here woods and you can't trust what you see or hear once these cicadas stop singing the unimaginable come out to play you all think they're just legends or stories told to keep you in a straight line. Let me tell you, will these stories and their monsters, they come from more than just imagination. If you ever get that cold chill run up your spine, or the feeling that you're not alone anymore, something's there. Something's moving in the shifting shadows. Just a whisper on the wind. You won't even know it's there until I reach down and grab you. Heed my word, children. You take these woods for granted. These woods, they'll take you. This reminds me of an old story I heard once. See, growing up in the rural countryside, countryside of the, the South, South, I experienced some of the best times of my life, especially spending summers at my grandmother's ranch. During those hot, brutal summers, I would roam the giant oak forest at the edge of her property or wander the rolling hills that were as far as the eye could see. Without fail, my grandmother would always be waiting back at the porch with a glass of ice-cold sweet tea, sandwiches, or frozen treats. My favorite part of those summers was always dusk. The temperature would begin to drop slightly, just enough to feel the soft shift in the air. The stars would begin to peek over the horizon, and the cicadas would start their love songs. I always loved the sound of the cicadas, but for some reason my family did not. My father would work all day, and by the time he would get home to relax, the cicadas would kill the silence he longed for. My mother disliked how thousands of them would crawl on one tree, swarming, and then at once they'd all start to make that nasty buzzing sound, as she called it. My sister hated how they would leave their skeletal shells everywhere from trash cans, cars, sides of the house, anything you could think of. While everyone seemingly hated those small pastel brown hollow shells, I found them intriguing and beautiful. I particularly loved the colors they adorned after they shed their hollow husk, emerging with alluring greens, reds, and black hues. They have a shimmer to them, almost like you're looking through a piece of glass or into the heart of a marble. I always thought of the cicadas as the conductors of the night, leading the dark orchestra with their droning, echoing hum. I could wander for hours in the forest listening to their love songs. My love for cicadas comes from my grandmother. She didn't necessarily like the bug, but she always told me she respected them. 
During those summers around sunset, we would walk the oak forest together. I'd climb the low, sprawling limbs looking for cicadas to catch and examine. And my grandmother would tell me stories in between our steps as we descended further and further into the woods. She believed cicadas to be divine beings. She would tell me about how some ancient cultures thought the cicada to be immortal or how they were worshipped. She would never let me venture too far alone, though, always telling me that old things lurked in these woods, forgotten things. If I strayed too far, she would yell or rush over to me and tell me never to leave her sight. I would ask if it was because of the ancient things, and she would laugh, never quite answering my question. She only responded with a vague comment that riddled me with even more inquiries I knew she would never acknowledge. Despite her fleeting replies, I admired her knowledge of the forest and deep respect for its inhabitants. It fueled my own passion and curiosity. One summer when I was about 11 years old, my grandmother was making dinner, so I decided to go off and watch the sunset and wander the woods alone. I entered the forest from the back fence of our yard and started to follow the dirt path while listening to my favorite song, the cicadas. The low hum of their song filled the empty space of the thick air. I noticed they were louder than usual tonight. Some distance down the path, I saw a little trail of cicadas walking along a huge fallen limb of an oak tree, almost as if they were all following one another. Being a curious young child, I just had to investigate. The trail of cicadas never seemed to end as I followed them. Not one of them was flying or making a sound. It was very strange. After a little while, I realized I had entered a part of the forest that I had never been to before. I must have strayed pretty far because the sun was almost completely out of the sky and darkness was settling in. Unable to clearly see, I tried to gather my bearings. I noticed the cicada's hum was different. It wasn't as harsh of a buzzing sound, but more of a low, rhythmic lull. It sounded familiar to me, like I heard it before. The sound was consuming my thoughts. I needed to figure out where the sound was coming from. It was as if it was luring me deeper into the woods. I thought to myself, if I just got a little closer, I could make it out better. Driven by the urge to follow the sound, I continued deeper into the dark forest. The soft, mesmerizing hum led me from the path and deep into a thick mass of bushes and trees. At this point, I started to have to climb over and under the sprawling oak limbs. I noticed that there were thousands of cicadas around me, but not one was making that low, buzzing noise I've grown to love. All of them were slowly crawling in the same direction as me. The hot, coiling feeling in the hollow of my chest beckoned me to stop moving forward, but the hum was infesting every part of my body. I just kept walking. I could see that the trail of cicadas that I was following all were congregating at this one primitive-looking oak tree. The sight of this primordial structure finally made me stop. The limbs of the oak tree stretched out like jumbo jet wings in each direction and stood even taller. The base of the tree had a large hole dug out from it that had to have been a big enough space to fit a small car. 
I noticed the tree had a green and red shimmer to it. The little light that was left would hit the tree just right and made it look as if it was moving, almost like it was alive. That's when I noticed millions of cicadas surrounding the tree in massive piles of sequins. The tree wasn't shimmering. It was covered, just covered in millions of cicadas. They were stacked on top of each other from the base of the oak to as far as you could see up the tree. But from what I could tell, none of them were making that low hum sound. They were just sitting there silently. I could feel the humming in my chest now. I felt it speed up and slow down like a consistent pattern of vibrations rattling against the bones of my ribcage. In my mind, I kept telling myself to go towards it as if the hum was pulling me. With every muscle in my body, I fought the urge, and every time I fought the buzzing heartbeat, it sped up faster and faster until the humming was so loud in my head, I covered my ears hoping it would drown the noise out. The humming was so intense, my body was rumbling with every beat. Without any thought or will of my own, my legs began to move. One step forward, and then another step I was now screaming at myself to stop, but it was impossible. I was at the base of the tree, and as soon as my foot hit the ground, the buzzing stopped. The air was still, and the forest went silent. I stood there, frozen, for what seemed an eternity until something started moving. The silence was broken. I couldn't make out where, but I knew something was lurking beneath me. That's when I noticed the glow of two large red circles in the hole of the old oak tree. They weren't moving, but I knew they were alive. Two red eyes glaring at me, searing into my chest. I heard a shuffle, but dared not to take my eyes from the red circles in the tree. Again, the shuffling sound rumbled through my eardrums. That's when I noticed the edges of the hole in the tree were shifting. Not from the millions of little cicadas surrounding it, but as if the dark brown tree bark was ripping itself from the sides of the tree. It suddenly dawned on me. Those weren't tree branches or bark. They were legs. Large, sharp, pointed insect legs with a serrated part along the back. The leg slowly raised up in the air and gently came down to the ground as if it hadn't moved in ages. I could hear something shift, then lift its large mass inside the hole. The red eyes in the tree began to rise slowly. The thing in the hole was getting up. When it moved, the millions of cicadas on the tree all fluttered quickly at once. Were they as frightened as I was? I kept screaming to myself, Run! Get out of here! Go! But I couldn't move. It was like I was a statue, stiff and frozen in time. The red eyes stood about six feet off the ground now. The hum returned, but it was almost inaudible. I could feel it, though. The urge to move forward was slowly infecting my mind again. It wants me to get closer. It needs me to move closer. I was forcing myself with all my might not to take another step. The thing in the tree began to slowly crawl out of its hole one leg at a time as the humming increased. The head emerged and I knew instantly what I was looking at. A cicada. A gigantic cicada. Moving closer and closer to me, 
Its full body was finally emerging from the hole. I was now just a few feet from the massive insect. The humming stopped and its red eyes were locked on mine as if it was waiting for me to make the first move. A chill ran up my spine, settling into the crevices of my neck. The tingling feeling consumed me as its large eyes fixated on me. I knew I was its prey. In one swipe with its large serrated front legs, it could grab me and I wouldn't even see it coming. As the massive cicada and I stared at one another, I could see in the back the millions of little cicadas begin to flutter and shift their wings, as if they were trying to draw my attention from their master. The massive cicada, in a quick motion, spread opened its gigantic wings and all at once the millions of cicada on the tree began to sing. Abruptly wrenched out of my earlier trance by the sudden, droning noise of the insects, I quickly covered my ears and fell back to the ground, just in time to be missed by the large, serrated front legs. The sound was overwhelming, millions of cicadas screaming at me. It vibrated deep into my bones. It made everything hurt. I knew if I didn't get up and run, I would become what I could only assume would have been its dinner. My flesh ripped apart by its legs as it feasted upon me. With every fiber in my being, I managed to get up. In that first second of my leaping to my feet, the cicadas on the tree took flight. Millions of them began swarming me. I was in a black, wailing cloud of cicadas. I couldn't see where I was going, but knew I just needed to run. Now! As fast as I could, I just ran. The black swarm of insects pelting me from every angle, getting tangled in my hair and ripping at my skin. I could feel them crawling up and down every part of my body, attaching to my clothes as I ran. Eventually, I broke free from the swarm and found the path from where I started and heard my grandmother screaming my name. I ran to her crying. I was covered in dirt and scratch marks from the swarm of insects that attacked me. She grabbed me and held me tight as she subdued my wave of sobs racking through my body. With her gentle hands, she rubbed small circles on my shivering back. When I finally managed to regain my breath, my chest still tight and my legs still shaking slightly, we started our journey back to the house. I wanted to sprint all the way home, but my grandmother insisted that we walk together so I could calm down. After a few minutes of walking, I began to tell her what just happened to me. Before I could get to the part about the massive cicada, she stopped me. She knelt down, took my hand, her eyes holding a steady gaze with mine, and she said quietly, There are ancient things that lurk in these woods from a time long ago. They were here before us, and they will be here long after us. We are guests on this land and should treat it as such. I never finished my story after that. I felt like my grandmother already knew. Like she understood what happened to me. I never went too deep in those oak forests alone again. I never told anyone that story about the massive cicada I saw that day. Nor did I ever see that same monstrous insect ever again. I am much older now, and I don't love cicadas anymore but I do respect them and all the other ancient, unspeakable things that may lurk deep in the forest. This story was called Cicada Love, written by Patrick Johnson and Katina Hawksworth, performed by Stephanie Nacelle, 
with music and Foley sounds provided by Don Chatlin. For more information, go to beyondthescreams.com.